0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sagrada Casa. I'm Angie, your beloved host. Thank you again for showing up and listening to my rants, my thoughts, uh, my feelings about life. And and I know I created this podcast very much related to one of my passions that is interior decorate, decoration. Home decor, just really acknowledging how our physical spaces, our environment influences us, influences our internal world. And there's so much research about that. So it is no secret or no surprise that our environment influences us. And we also have a lot of power. And a lot of say and ability to shift that, to create an environment that suits us, that could enhance our well being, even in the smallest ways or the biggest ways. And we really do have control over that, I believe. Um, and maybe not big control of like where we live or how big our home is or you know more structural things that affects how we how we live, but we can control how we decorate our space, what we decide to keep in our spaces, what we decide to throw away, what we decide to how do we put this, you know, picture up, where do we want to center our plants, right? What colors do we bring in? That is what we do have, so much control and so much creativity. And I, I always want to bring back the idea that we do have autonomy and self-determination, which are very social work words Um, but I want to bring those two together I want to marry those two together of how my work as a social worker and therapist uh, aligns with also how we can manifest and create the world we want to live in and maybe that's just starting with our own home maybe that's starting with our own room maybe that's starting with our car how can we gain our, our power and feel free in it and feel calm and peaceful, um, especially this year? So, this weekend or today, which is Sunday, uh, January 22nd, it is the Lunar New Year. And this is the Lunar New Year that honors our Asian family and friends communities um, in which they celebrate their new year which i think is pretty cool that our asian communities are able to follow the moon cycles and that determines when they're celebrating and honoring the new year and this year it is the year of the yin water rabbit so i had to do a, a little bit of research about that and weirdly enough, I need to say this and acknowledge this because all last year, I tapped into like just the rabbit energy. It was actually a vision or a visual of imagining rabbits and bunnies. And that would make, get me into like my happy place, just imagining bunnies. And I decided to get a rabbit tattoo on my thigh. Not knowing, honestly, not knowing that the next year, 2023, was going to be the year of the rabbit, which I don't know, but I think that's pretty cool that I was able to tap into that subconsciously without really knowing that. And on top of that, you know, I decided to get the rabbit tattoo because I'm the year of the rabbit. So I think it beautifully aligns for me. And I don't know, I'm hoping that this year... The energy of the rabbit is something that I could tap into as well and what that means for me. And while I am not Asian, I definitely know that I am learning and practicing things that are not part of my specific culture. Um, but I am open to receiving any knowledge and wisdom from cultures outside of me and respectfully and Honoring them and their lineage. And so I wanted to just continue talking about what this year is going to feel like. And in the last episode, if you listen to it or not, you know, I talked a lot about how to create uh, the intention of starting this new year of starting 2023 in a slow and intentional way. And not buy into the hype of new year, new me shit that always kind of pops up during the new year of January 1st. Um, And instead, that we also need to honor that the season is calling us to rest. We are still in winter. It is very cold. And I'm from L.A. and it's cold for us, but it's extremely freezing and cold in so many other areas in the world. And even just within um, the East Coast and other other states, and that calls for us to be indoors. That calls for us to snuggle up, get be under the blankets, drink our soups, our teas. It's definitely a space to move slower and to move with intention, because we're. In, this is not the time to exert all the energy that we think we need to. Um, As we usually are trained to think that at the beginning of the new year, you hit the ground running. And we know that that's not, that's not realistic. And from the people that I talk to, no one's really on that vibe anymore. Yes, maybe there's some things that we want to call into, but no one's starting off hot. You know, we're starting off slow. We're starting off warm. And I think I just want to bring that back. That rest is an active state within our mind and body. It is not lazy. It is not bad to chill and chill the fuck out. And oftentimes we have to retrain our brains and retrain ourselves in letting us in and reminding us that rest is a, an active thing to do. Just like the seasons in in harvest and in growing crops, there's a time to oh, well there goes my computer. <laughs> there's a time to to plant the seed. There's a time to let it be and let it grow on its own and right now it's a time to let it grow on its own and all the work that you did last year you know there needs a time for it to to do its own work outside of our control and i think that's where we're at now right we're in this hibernation reflective space but also it's an active space to be in there and one thing i I I love to hear, especially from friends who listen to the podcast, is that they listen to it before going to bed and that they often fall asleep listening to the podcast. And that makes me feel so good and warm inside. Well, first of all, my friends are tired and they need rest. So good. And also, you know, that reminds me, I'm like, oh, I have a very soothing voice that can help someone go to sleep. And I love that. And I think it's important to to have sounds to go to bed because I know that sometimes my mind decides to want to process every single thing that happened the day before or years ago and it wants to do extra work and that's the time where it needs to just chill and get ready for bed. And sometimes it's hard to control that but sounds or a soothing voice can help with that. And I'm happy that I could do that for people. And also, I think um, I was talking to a friend yesterday that we, we also get to learn on a subconscious level a lot when we're listening to a podcast or maybe music. Um, there's a hypnagogic state which is the state of consciousness between being awake and asleep. And usually that's a time where our subconscious mind is absorbing and learning a lot of information. Um, That's a time that's kind of like that sweet spot that you could get when you're in deep meditation. And also that space right before you're going to bed where you're not completely asleep. And usually that's that time that we could really, our subconscious mind is really absorbing a lot. So you could imagine, depending on what we're listening to or maybe what we're watching, because sometimes we could fall asleep in front of the TV, those are the images or those are the sounds, words that stay in our brain, Beyond what we believe, believe how they stay in our brain, right? Those are the, the subconscious mind often, uh, retains a lot of information that you, we are consciously not aware of. So you could imagine that you could fill your mind with incredible, powerful, amazing, calming, peaceful things just as much as you could do the opposite of that. And sleep and rest, right, we all know, helps regulate the nervous system. And for us to live in a world where we want to create more peace and joy and just compassion and empathy, you know, we know that we need to start that with ourselves within our, our, our own little circles. That being able to regulate our body, is one of the healthiest things that we could do for ourselves and one of the most compassionate things that we could do for ourselves. And there's so many ways to do that. I love, for me, I tap into meditation. I love connecting to my intuition through reading uh, oracle cards or tarot or just really diving myself into a book um and really trying to create also time for for no connection to electronics which is one of the hardest things to be honest because i watch a lot of tv a lot of tv (laughs) and that's honestly one way that i stress relief i love to escape and get into other people's shit and (laughs) and stories that are not mine and I realized lately that I love to watch really some violent shit um some high action stuff and it's been kind of soothing for my brain because there's nothing I need to process there's no big emotions I need to process when I just see explosion explosions or booms or or people fighting um which is yeah which is some weird shit which I need to like learn to balance that because I can't be on that in that state of hyper arousal all the time. And that's what subconsciously my mind is absorbing a lot of violence, which I have to be mindful that my body may not know the difference between is this real or is this not real? And so I have to be very mindful that when I do that, I also have to balance it out with something more chill, something more soothing, something that keeps my body at a much more peaceful state. So going back to what the year is calling, it is the year of the rabbit, and I was doing some research, um, and this is from yina.co on Instagram. So C O and uh, they talk about the yin water rabbit as a time for new beginnings, changes and transformation. It also is a time of celebration, gathering of friends and family and reconnecting with the community. Rabbits in Chinese astrology are often, often depicted with the moon representing the connection the rabbit has with the yin world. So if you ever, so going back to the yin-yang symbol, the yin represents water naturally, and it also could represent the feminine energy. So yin is also the idea of sl- slowing down, resting, while yang is more fiery, more active. So, um, so yeah, I think that's that, that makes sense in how it connects to the water. Because water is also yin, more feminine energy as well. And they continue on with saying, When charged with qi, rabbits are gentle, discreet, intelligent, social, supportive, aesthetic, peace-loving, and intuitive. When they are depleted, they tend to be gossipy, snobbish, superficial, greedy, scattered, vain, opportunistic, deceptive, and lazy. The theme of this year is yin water. Think of deep, vast ocean, the calm alpine lake or a flowing stream that meanders across the landscape. To tap into the yin water rabbit energy, you will need to cultivate rest, cultivate wisdom, cultivate spirituality and compassion. So I love the idea of all of that. I think it resonates with what the collective is feeling where we're all at i think essentially where we all want to be um i think we're all in just different levels of that in our awareness of what of needing that or maybe just creating a practice around that because it takes a while especially living in a very capitalistic world and and energy around us it's often feeling like we're Going against the stream when we do want to slow down, um, but I was also reading an article, I think on the Washington Post. You know, for so many of us, we've 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 had COVID, or or we definitely know people who've had COVID, um, and there's a lot of still ongoing research and observations about those who have long covid and one of the one of the recommendations well one of the the consequences of long covid is chronic fatigue just not having a lot of energy as opposed to before having covid and one of the one of the recommendations was was what they called it pacing which i think is just really pacing yourself creating habits and routines that you're breaking down your your to-do list or how many things you do in a day to help because we're, those with long covid or just anyone with chronic fatigue for so many for so many reasons trauma depression anxiety um those dealing with chronic pain. Uh chronic fatigue is gonna be part of that. So pacing, um, I didn't know there was a, a proper name for that activity, but it's pretty much pacing yourself and doing things and not having as many things on your to-do list. You know, talking to the people you live with or your support system, your community, your family, friends. You know, there are things that you might not have the energy to do and really letting a lot of those things go. And some things could be as small as, you know, the dishes or drying the dishes, putting the dishes away. You might need to cut some of those activities up. You know, maybe you just wash them. And I'm thinking about dishes because I need to do some dishes. So that's the first thing on my mind, but. You know, maybe you'll wash them, but you won't dry them anytime soon. Or maybe the next day. Maybe, you know, you just do one load of laundry instead of two. Right? So I think it's coming back to the idea of, like, what what tasks feel realistic to the energy that you have that day? Because that day, every day, might be different might have different energy levels, and really being attuned with what energy feels like in your body, and being really empathetic with yourself and kind when there might be days where your energies are extremely lower than other days. And I think that's the part that we struggle with, that I know I struggle with a lot, when now now that i'm dealing with a lot of different body body pain and aches and different health concerns that i'm that i'm managing right now is how to be kind to myself when i don't have the energy to do some things and how to essentially let that go and know that when i do have energy i'll get back to that it takes a lot of reframing, a lot of self-talk that reminds me that I am human and I need to be nice to myself and things will get done when they get done. Sometimes it's priority list first, everything else later. And how we could shift from thinking that that's survival mode. Sometimes it might feel like survival mode. But maybe we're also just shifting in a whole new way of being and living and working. And I could imagine that there's just some jobs or certain life circumstances or, you know, context matters and a fast paced routine and lifestyle is is part of the job for whatever job that may be I don't know but I think there's a short lifespan for living fast right I think it makes me think of the live fast die young well I definitely don't subscribe to that anymore and I remember um (laughs) I definitely bought into that when I was younger I definitely want to live slow and live long, uh, as long as possible, and as joyful as possible, as peaceful as possible. So I'm going to leave it at that. I appreciate you listening. Hope there's something that resonated with you in your life journey right now and how you're starting your year. And whatever didn't resonate, let it go. Don't take it with you. Hope you have a good rest of your weekend and talk to you soon.